1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Weisner, the unique blend of hunting, conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle, delivered in an entertaining, informative fashion that only a veteran outdoorsman can do. DSC Campfires is brought to you by... DSC, conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Ruger, rugged, reliable firearms. Burnham Brothers Game Calls, calling his calls made. Double Nickel Taxidermy, where hunting memories are preserved. Taurus, maker of the Raging Hunter and other fine handguns. Now, here's your host, Larry Wysoon.
0: Welcome to another Campfires with Larry Wysoon. Of course, that's the DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon. David Fox, thank you for that absolutely fantastic introduction. I am sitting in a hotel room this afternoon in in really kind of an anticipation of going on a elk hunt on the mescalera apache reservation in new mexico the hunt is one that we sold at the dsc's foundation gala back in july and the gentleman that bought the hunt We're going to go out there and i'm going to kind of host the hunt but with a little bit of luck if they've got an extra permit for a management bull i'll probably be able to hunt a management elk as well too and beyond just hosting the hunt but uh, we're going to be filming it for Trigicon's world of sports at Field, both the uh, gentleman that bought the hunt and uh, then, of course, hopefully, if I can get a, a management bull permit. Now, management bull permit out there means no bull that has got a messed up horn or antler, if you will, on one side, or maybe he's a big five by five, or, you know, possibly even like in some of our places where we do management hunts on whitetail deer, it could possibly be like a 10 point with a lot of age on it with also really short tines and so it could be an old six by six with really short tines. based on kind of what i've been told over the years i've had the opportunity to take some really really outstanding elk uh, as far as i'm concerned my biggest bull is just oh about a 380 or so and it's one i took in colorado several years ago took it with a with a 44 mag handgun, of all things, and a Ruger Super Blackhawk Hunter, and shooting Hornady's 240 grain XTP ammo, which every, frankly, every 44 mag I've ever shot and owned or, or played with seems to have liked really, really well. That's a very accurate load and also a very deadly load, obviously took that bull at about a hundred yards shot him a couple of times just as fast as i could work the hammer and pull the trigger and, and still get a good you know good sight at him and hit him twice through the to the heart and lung area and actually ended up shooting him a third time which probably wasn't necessary but he just kind of stood there and i'm one of those that likes to shoot as long as that animal is standing i'm going to do my best to put another bullet hole into him and, and each time I shot, I was trying to selectively shoot in a slightly different location. I get tickled sometimes because I'll be somewhere and they go man I had that I shot that animal and put all three shots you could have covered those holes with a quarter Well basically, to me, I have a little bit different philosophy about those kind of things. That kind of accuracy is really really nice, but it's creating just simply a larger wound channel rather than creating maybe two or three. Uh, or two additional wind channels to where that animal is is bled out and goes down a whole lot quicker so basically that's what i was trying to do was able to recover two of those bullets the third one actually passed all the way through went through uh missed a rib on the way going in went through both lungs and when it exited it broke a rib on the out opposite side and those other two I found just underneath the skin, they had done absolutely a perfect job of what they were supposed to do, which was to kill that animal as quickly and humanely as possible. But I've been a fan of that 44 mag ever since then, and when I had the opportunity now to work with uh, Taurus a little bit on their Raging Hunter, that's quickly become my favorite, even though I've got a 454 Casu and a 460 S&W mag, which probably is about as big as i want to shoot a a handgun to be very frank with you recall on a 460 s&w to tell people it says you can you can shoot it in your right hand and you can feel that shock wave reverberate all the way through your body down your arm rather through your body and exit on the opposite little toe kind of thing but it is an extremely good handgun cartridge particularly for some of the the larger animals, and I've uh, taken some really nice white-tailed deer with it as well, too. Of course, in, in a situation where I'm shooting an animal, I don't know that I've ever hardly ever heard the sound of the shot going off, and if there was recoil, I don't think I ever really felt it at all. But this elk cut is a little bit different from one of the ones that I've done in the past in in uh, hunting in New Mexico, which I've done some in the past as well, too. Got lucky a few years ago. Uh, was hunting primarily then with both handgun and rifle and and in one year I'm not gonna tell you which states they were but I shot three seven by seven bulls in one year so that's kind of hard to, kind of hard to beat and over the years I've got a couple of really nice elk racks on the wall and and with this particular bull I'm really kind of looking as much for the for the food value in it of course if I shoot a nice rack and it's a nice big five by five and it could be a monster five by five then i'll consider having it done up either as a skull mount or as a maybe a shoulder mount if it's a really big five by five by uh double nickel taxidermy there and between uh san marcus and, and new braunfels here in texas that does all my taxidermy work for good reason because they're as far as i'm concerned about the best there is and i love the fact that they're local as well too This particular hunt, as I may have alluded to in the past, and while we're in New Mexico, I will try to do a little bit of a podcast there from kind of in the field, what's going on at the moment kind of situation too, but uh, in this particular hunt, I'm going to be using a Remington 700, model 700 if you will, 300 Remington Ultra Mag, I'm shooting Hornady's Precision Hunter 220 grain ELDX loads, uh, very accurate in that particular rifle, without a doubt, I feel like with the downrange energy that that rifle would be proficient out to 400 yards or beyond if it were to be a situation where I shot a bull and he ran off and I'd put another bullet into him don't really anticipate and don't really have any desire to shoot a bull at that distance my goal always regardless how much i enjoy shooting at steel or targets it up to even a thousand yards is to crawl in as close as possible can and i know you've heard me say that numerous times reading we learn how to hit a target at 800 to a thousand yards so that when you do crawl into within a hundred yards to me the challenge comes in in getting close the, the, the with the with particular guns and ammo and optics with the trigicon scope I've got mounted on that model seven hundred Remington, I, I mean it's it's one of those situations there's not a whole lot of challenge in in putting a bullet into a relatively small spot even out to seven eight hundred yards because of of the gun the ammo and the optics that we have these days so. That challenge, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to hunting, is with all the hunting is just to get as close as I possibly can to within bow range, if you if you will, the, which means generally fifty yards or or less, which would be absolutely perfect. The bulls out there should be in the process of starting to scream their heads off. Uh, the rut, breeding season ought to just about be underway we've had a series of really warm almost hot weather the last several days and from what my understanding is is that it is finally cooled off a little bit there in new mexico to where we'll have maybe 40 degree temperatures in the morning uh maybe a high of of the 70s so in comparison to a high of the, the 90s to 100 and the lows in the 50s or maybe even the 60s so that little bit of cool weather, you know, may kind of cause those elk to get a little bit more aggressive in their calling and, and uh, aggressive as far as the rut's concerned. Uh, you know, the rut would occur the same time even if it were hot. The, the temperature has not so much to do with when the rut occurs as to the activity. Imagine if you will, the same thing with white-tailed deer, uh, the rut pretty much occurs almost the same time every year and the reason it does is to have those fawns barn at the most opportune time nutritionally and the same thing with the uh, with the uh, with the elk but think about the fact that it's uh should be getting cool you as a person and so therefore you put on all your winter clothes and you've got on a heavy sweater and maybe a vest and long underwear to start with and then all that covered up with a heavy coat and you're inside and you're all dressed up and you step outside and it's it's 85 to 90 degrees are you going to be very active with wearing all that clothes well it's kind of the same way that white-tailed deer mule deer and elk and some of the other species are they're prepared for cold weather and when it gets not cold during that time frame they're just not going to be as active just simply because They don't want to heat up any more than what we do if we were in that situation of being way overdressed for what temperatures there were. So interestingly, as the temperature drop, animals generally become a little bit more active, but it has to do with the fact that they just feel better at that time. They're not going to get as overheated as they might otherwise if if the temperatures were in the 80s or 90s kind of thing. So kind of anxious to to get out there. We're uh, Russell Stacy, who is a, a member of the DSC Foundation Board and the DSC Board, and, and uh, I'm a member of DSC Foundation Board. Russell's going to be out there with a couple of guys as well too, and they'll have their own cameraman. And the gentleman that bought the hunt and I will be hunting with Jeremiah Bennett as a camera guy. Now, Jeremiah and I've known each other for a long time. We've done a couple of hunts together, and Quite frankly, I cannot wait to spend more time out in the field with him. He's, just, he's an excellent, excellent hunter, unbelievable camera guy, and a true artist. He is, he is an a, a artist in the to the nth degree when it comes to oil paintings and, and those kind of things. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. So because of that artistic eye, he's an absolute pleasure to work with in terms of the finished product that I know we're going to have for the Trijicon World of Sports and Field TV show on that particular hunt. Jeremiah will be with me a little bit later as well, too, on a pronghorn antelope hunt in New Mexico, again, one that we sold at the DSC Foundation Gala that uh, another gentleman bought. And I'm looking forward to that hunt as well, too. That hunt's going to be on the Eastern Ranch. But this one, as I said, is going to be on the Mescalero Apache Reservation. I cannot wait to get out there in the hills. I'm not sure I'm quite... In shape, form this year, with all the inactivity that I've gone through here as of late. But uh, you know, slow and steady kills the goat kind of thing, or something I learned a long time ago hunting Rocky Mountain goats up in the uh, in the Prophet Musquire area of, of uh, British Columbia. So we're going to be taking our time, trying to get a lot of footage, trying to get a lot of photos as well too, and and um, trying to get some interviews as well from the people involved in the elk management out there. Mescalera, but also a little bit from our hunter too. So we'll have those coming to you in a, in a future episode. Old David Fox, who is a excuse me, is the producer of, of this particular podcast. David is is getting ready to go have some surgery on a back problem that he's had for a long time. And <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> I want to take this opportunity to to wish him all the best of luck. He's going to be out of pocket for a little bit, but. I know that he's already queued up a bunch of our podcasts, and I'll have this one to him in time, so that everything will kind of run on schedule like it's supposed to. And you um, oh, know, hopefully, he'll be back, and for too very long. And when he gets back, he'll be all that much stronger. Still want to do an interview with 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 a David Fox. David is is an unbelievable musician, and so as he starts down his road of recovery I'm from the back surgery, I'm going to hope to get up there and. and uh where he lives out in the Dallas area and, and spend a little time with him and see if I can't get him to play a little bit of piano and maybe uh, strum a guitar and a few things like that. David's not a hunter, but he loves the outdoors and he loves having firearms and all those other kind of good things. So I know there's a, a bunch of mutual things that we can talk about when it comes to the to the podcast we're going to cut this one a little bit short this week because i still got some packing to do and I, i've got a bunch of magazine assignments and all those kind of good things and of course you can read on some of the blogs that we're doing there a lot of those are going to be posted on larry wysoon com, where miss stephanie murphy is working on that uh, website and of course we're going to have a lot of our podcast availability there as well too there's going to be uh, this is going to start hosting some of the podcast things for me as well, too. So we'll have a direct link from our website, the Larry Weissin Outdoors directly to the BigGame.org site where the podcast is going to be posted. So hopefully you'll, you'll join us there and we'll pick up a few more friends along the way around the campfire to kind of increase the fold, if you will. And, uh, but in the meantime, I know it's it's also time to get ready for whitetail season. Whitetail seasons are underway a lot of different places. Archery wise, some of them are gunning already, and I know the Texas season opens about time that I get back from several things I've got going on, including this particular elk hunt that's up. I'll be home for a day or two from my wife's birthday, and then I'll be on the FTW ranch where the Wall Sheep Foundation is bringing in i think it's 12 women who have never really hunted and we're going to put them through our new hunter program there and if you want to learn more about that one you can go to www.ftwsaam.com and learn a whole lot more about the all uh, sportsman all-weather all-terrain marksmanship programs they have out there and also the new hunter program we've got several under our belt and got a few more scheduled for particularly starting next year so that's a really great program got that going on going to be putting pronghorn antelope out on the eastern ranch with old buddy greg uh sorry with dave fulson by golly dave is a, one of the honchos at safari classics that sits on the dsc foundation board with me as well too and as soon as we finish that hunt we've got another hunt a whitetail hunt there around Arizona and Texas and on a ranch that's been in management for about oh gosh I think 12 years and they really have not taken any mature bigger bucks so Dave and I are going to be probably the third and fourth guys to get on that particular ranch to hopefully find an absolute monster Texas Hill Country buck and of course all the things that I've talked to you about are going to be filmed by Safari classics for the, uh, some of them strictly for DFC, for DFC Foundation, of course, for those websites, for some of my websites, for the little sportsman show that I do at, at Sportsman's Life on Roku, and, uh, Pride Outdoor Network that I do with, with Luke Clayton and, and Jeff Rice. And then, uh, of course, we're filming a bunch of those things too for Tridjikon's World of Sports Field that airs on the Sportsman Channel for next year. So, a lot of these things we're going to be talking about you're going to be able to see and, and really look forward to, to catching up with you a little bit later down the down the road here the next campfire or so when we really get back into the field and, and start doing some serious hunting and sit around something more than just a, a virtual <laughs> I believe campfire and stare into the flames and to the embers and look forward to you joining me around those. Again appreciate everybody out there listening and, and if you have any questions or something or something you want to talk about you can get in touch with that with us there at uh, larry waysoon outdoors that's on instagram or going to the facebook page or you can also pretty soon if not already by the time this comes out going to dot and of course you want to learn more about dsc and dsc foundation the best place to go is to www.biggame.org see y'all around the campfire thanks for joining us around the campfire to leave a comment or suggestion for an upcoming episode go to instagram at larry Wysoon outdoors please join me right here next week for another dsc's campfires
2: <laughs> DSC Campfires with Larry Weisoon has also been brought to you by The Texas Wildlife Association, working for Tomorrow's Wildlife Today. TRHP Outdoors, Can attract Boots for the trails less traveled. Boyt, the finest in hunting gear. Pyramid Air for all things air gun. And Ripcord, rescue travel protection